0: Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation.
1: I'm Trisden. And I'm Ray. What we hope to do here is find a little bit of middle ground on some of these extremely polarizing social and political issues. Welcome everybody to Extreme Common Sense
0: Ray, how's it going good trisden uh, do i see a box of shirts you got a big box of shirts better than the shirts you had two or three weeks back that you got at uh great american ballpark in cincinnati less vulgar for sure can i see one man absolutely a check out a a t-shirt? ecs it's an ecs it's a, shirt this is
1: an extreme common sense t-shirt excellent man so yeah and if anybody's listening oh, how cool is that we have red white and blue for our, our patriotism that we both share absolutely and uh yeah, man, if, if listeners would like a shirt,
0: is XL as big as you they get got? a
1: shirt? No, I think I got a couple, two and three in yeah, there. So yeah,
0: man, I hook it I up. I need a three, but two might work. That's a great shirt. Tristan. It is a pretty good shirt. Radio connections, man. I designed that. So ECS, get that. So yeah, if you're listening, you want a <laughs> Thank shirt, you. hit us up. Absolutely. Yeah, Take some you for well. friends, yeah, family, whatever you, know, you want to do. ECS. You think they'll mind wearing our names on their front?
1: You know what? Um, <laughs> our wives probably won't wear them, but outside of that, yeah, our friends probably will.
0: A B C D E F G H I J K L M N P Q R. PQR r s t yeah so alphabetically r is before t but i never get top billing <laughs> you know i want Shouldn't you to be ray and trisden i'm I, older i
1: want you alphabetically to have top billing, I come first but i do it so if i put it together that is what i base who gets top billing on it now if that's you fair. wanted to make the that's next fair. shirts by all
0: means you know ray I, and the other guy that's it ray and what's his face <laughs> no that's very cool thank you for yeah, that
1: Yeah man absolutely have you ever had a t-shirt with your name on it before
0: you know i don't think i well i I mean, I guess, yeah, probably somewhere down the road. Actually, Dennis Miller, back when he was funny, I always say that, had a line that if you've turned 40 and you're still wearing a name name tag, you may have made the wrong career choice. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> but pretty I think, funny. Yeah, I think um, Mackenzie, a uh, young kid at work, her mom has uh, does some printing, and she printed up shirts for me and Lucas that were Galaxy shirts with Ray and Lucas on them. Oh,
1: very so, nice. So, yes,
0: I've had my name. But not not advertising something I do, which is cool. Yeah. So very cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah.
1: Second time. for should me. Should
0: we mention who did it or should I ask you that off air?
1: You know what? I'm happy to mention the folks that did the shirts uh, first year oh, okay, up in cool. Richmond. Yeah. Uh, they've got a great shop up there. They and of do. Course,
0: yeah. We actually use them at Galaxy. Yeah. Good folks. Great folks. John. John. I think, runs it. Yeah, John. Super nice running yeah. for
1: political office right oh, now. Oh,
0: is he? I'm not yeah. even sure I know his last name. Oh, gosh. I put you on the if spot. I wasn't on the spot. Because the, the signs are popping up like dandelions, man. Yeah. They are everywhere because... Um, well, we can't give dates because we're non-specific here. But election day is just around the corner. Primary day is just around the corner here in the bluegrass. Perkins. and John Perkins. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it is. Right around
1: the corner. You, I assume you obviously vote in the primary.
0: Yeah, typically. But, you know, there's nothing that's really driving me, Tristan. You know? Yeah. Could things be getting worse for Uncle Joe? Now they can't feed babies? <laughs> I'm not. What is this? Oh, There's the shortage of baby formula, Really. which maybe by the time this airs, it'll, it'll rectify. But yeah, you didn't see that? No. And of course, Fox News is now all over this, well, you know, they've sent Homeland Security or whoever D-E-A- has sent all this baby formula to the to the border. And yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. Right. They're intentionally starving American babies. Well, I'll say
1: this, and, and you and that I- That it
0: can't get worse for Biden? Yeah. Well,
1: if he doesn't do something about gas prices, and I don't know, you know, obviously it's not something he can flip a switch. No. But, you know, Trump could just come out and say, listen, I just tried to steal the election. I'll do it again. I have no, I don't give two shits about democracy, but gas will be cheaper and people are still going to vote for for Trump. Basically,
0: my sister in New Jersey says that. Yeah. In so many words, essentially says that. Yeah. Right. You know, so I I think the whole thing democracy wise, which we do have to get my brother on this, Tom, we can do it remotely. You don't have to travel.
1: Anytime. Let's do it.
0: But you should travel here. You haven't been here in like... Four freaking years. Um, Family guilt. Yes.
1: Brought to you by Bad Wolf Gaming.
0: But he, you know, he's of the opinion that democracy is a done deal. American democracy. We had a two hundred near two hundred fifty year run, and it's pretty much done.
1: I will say this: the smarter the person that I talk to, the more likely you are to get that answer. I feel like.
0: Not well, that- our buddy Philip, uh, the show that we did, um, said he thought it was. 50, 50. Yeah. Cause the question I always pose is how many of our fellow countrymen would be willing to sacrifice some or all liberties to have a strong man, AKA an authoritarian, a non democratic, you know, small D democratic person. Um, uh, if they represented their views better. And I think we're getting to the place where more and more Tristan, I really do. And I know that's not the topic of today's show, but it's, it's, yeah, you know, I hate to say this, Tristan, this is going to be so terrible. Um, Brandon's going to be jumping up and down, but as a heterosexual, not, I can't even say middle-aged anymore, senior citizen, white guy, my life doesn't get terribly affected either way, which sucks, which I should have more in investment, right? Because it's not white guys that are going to be affected by an authoritarian. It's the gay population. It's the minority population. It's probably women and on and on that list goes, you know, you and I are pretty good stead in America.
1: Yeah. No, that's a great point. You know, in the event that this happens, you know, the people Trump uh, sort of likes are the guys that look like me and that you. look like and, you and I. You yeah. Know. And, I, and and a lot of the thing to me, what our friends on the right and forget, yeah. too. And, and this is could be a reality. What tr- the universe that Donald Trump is setting up in America. OK, Trump fails it trying to say that it was rigged and fake and he he has this big lie. But what happens when the next really smart Democrat comes out and just takes this playbook and does the same thing? So maybe it doesn't fall in two years. Maybe it's six years or eight years. But what happens when both sides are saying it was fake and rigged? Because there's going to be a point where all the people are going to be in place on one side or the other. So I think what Donald Trump's doing, even if he doesn't win the next presidential election, he may have already set the stage for a Democrat to take over as a strongman. At this point, I would not be for that ever, of course. But you're going to have a lot of people on both sides that are saying, well, their side tried to do it first. They were saying, so you're going to have a lot of bases that are just going to accept this. and And that's scary on both sides. So the Republicans that are happy about it should also be
0: worried about it. Yeah. And it's just so much mistrust distrust we just come back to it like you know and and it is it 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 is both sides I, i i do think that republicans took it to a place that democrats have not yet with january 6th and actively sought to overturn an election i mean that really was the first real brick being pulled out of the wall on democracy falling but um but if you want at talk at all about any justification for it. I guess it's because they just think that, um, you know, liberalism has given them so many things that, you know, are causing the decay of America that they're willing to sacrifice democracy. Like democracy isn't working because look at what it's, now I'm not saying I agree with this, but that's the argument that's put forth, you know, by Fox News and all the acolytes that, look, there's decay everywhere you see, you know, make America great again. That's essentially the whole fucking slogan, right? Very true. You know, so liberals are progress, progressives are causing this decay in American society that needs to be reversed at any cost. And if it's the cost of democracy, so be it. I think that's the argument, right?
1: I think that's completely exactly the argument. And the thing about people forget about January 6th It was just a rally. The folks will say it was just a rally. You know, it didn't get out of hand until later. Tourists. Right, right, whatever. (laughs) Well, it was Antifa at one point. Yes. Here's the thing about January 6th it didn't happen organically. January 6th happened because a US president had a rally called, literally, Stop the Steal. Literally, they're stealing this election. If Donald Trump Very had done true. what every other president had done since 1776 and just shut the fuck up, whether they were happy about it or not, whether, you know, you go back to Al Gore or any of these other situations where it was close, you know, every other president has just went on and done whatever. He was the first one to actively say, oh, no, let's really let's let's come out. Let's fight. Stand up for, you know, this election. So I just think that's so unprecedented, and I think that would have happened on our side if uh, Al Gore, maybe, when he lost, had said, you know, we've got to fight, and we've got to go, like, listen, we've got our crazy base, too, but to the credit of our politicians, we've never had anybody before Trump. I mean, what are we, two years later, still saying that he won?
0: See, that's a great point, because there are lefties, uh, myself amongst them, though, uh, again, I say, by Kentucky standards, yes, I'm probably— Left of center, if not somewhat fairly left of center, by New Jersey standards, I'm probably right of center. So you do have that, right? Yeah. But my New Jersey being my my home state, but uh, I didn't know that. You know, uh, any more than you grew up. I was poor, filthy rich, filthy poor. Uh, but Gore could have done that. Sure. I mean, that was an election that turned on, you know, the state of Florida where his opponent in the presidential election's brother was the governor. Right. It was arguably nefarious. And he did say, I think Al Gore made the case that I believe I won that election, but he didn't do what Trump has done. He just didn't do it. I mean, if it's not an apples and apples fucking comparison, it is apples to oranges because he didn't do what Trump did. Right. And even he
1: could have, you know, prolonged it even a couple more weeks or months. He just said the good thing for the country is to just get back to business Go away gracefully. And what Donald Trump is done and doing the doubt he's sowing literally into our democracy, you know, on the probably base of both sides. I mean, it really is. It can't just be gestured off as, Oh, it's Trump being Trump and he doesn't like to lose. And look, there's some smart people that sort of get his shtick, I think, but then there's also a lot of people that live and breathe by what he's saying. So, I mean, this could literally be the downfall of the country. I'm, I'm sorry.
0: I, and I'm sorry, and I don't mean to be picking on these people, but these are the same people who were disappointed when they found out Larry the Cable Guy was playing a role. <laughs> you know? they What do you mean he's playing a role? What do you mean he's playing a role? I thought Larry was one of us. <laughs> Is that unfair to do that accent? That's, it may be. That's a
1: little unfair. And, and
0: maybe I, may I don't even do that accent well. I don't know.
1: There's a lot of, certainly, a lot of smart people they have that accent you know
0: There absolutely are Jimmy yes. Carter I think had the highest IQ of any of the now what what's what's uh, 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 Joe 47 uh, yeah. yeah yeah I think yeah, or four, 46 or 7 whatever it is yeah. but I think Carter was the smartest of the several dozen presidents that we've had and he definitely talked with a southern accent so yeah it's 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 just a, a stupid ter- stereotype that but like my late brother-in-law vince said one time which i thought was a great line i, I don't know if you'll have this reference you probably will joey Buttafuco. of course okay so who sounds stupider than joey Buttafuco? Fair point. Exactly. And and Vinny sounded much closer to Joey Buttafuoco than he did to Jimmy Carter, but he said that one time. Like, who sounds dumber than that? <laughs> and I've come to this conclusion, and we are just off topic, but that's what we do, especially when you and I are talking. We have no guests. Today. Yeah, without the guests. These sh- And I, you know, with apologies to our audience, these shows may be painfully boring to the audience. Maybe it's much better with a guest. I like these shows for you and I, chat. Me too. Because we cover shit that I don't know. But, you know, I've come to this conclusion, Trisden, this is a really gonna uh, It's a really probably clunky comparison or whatever. But in a certain way, the guidos in the Northeast, specifically Jersey and New York, are the rednecks of Appalachia. Like, the Guidos are just dumb motherfuckers <laughs> that talk like that you're doing, duh. Right? Right. They're, you know, they're just at the low end of yeah. the IQ quotient. And ironically, I didn't hang much with those guys when I lived in Jersey. And I'm not a big fan of some <laughs> of the, you know. And now, working people, lovely, man. But some dumbass that doesn't want to help himself in the trailer out in the middle of nowhere, nah. Yeah. You know.
1: No, it's a, and also, going back to it, it's a great visual seeing Larry, the cable guy, I think when he started, he was, you know, polos and khakis, you, showed me, you yeah. <laughs> showed me
0: him on like the college circuit. And I don't know his right name. Do you?
1: Oh gosh. Not off the top of my off,
0: head. Not not off the top of your head. But yeah. I remember years back, you <laughs> showing me a clip of him, which I'm sure you can YouTube. Right. He would look like a fraternity guy right, working college exactly. campuses. He wasn't doing that act. He was doing another act and he hooked into it by like calling into a radio station, That's right. in Oklahoma or somewhere yeah. as Larry, the cable guy.
1: And ironically enough, he's never worked on cable.
0: Yeah, yeah, but ironically enough, he absolutely got no bigger. Now he has oh, sort yeah. of dropped off a little bit once his gig was up.
1: Yeah, I mean, and a so lot. I think a lot of the character comedians, man, you can do them for a while. I mean, Gallagher, I guess, made a, a life out of it, and Larry's. You've been around probably twenty five years oh, at this point, sure. But yeah, it it is something. You once you reach your peak, it's. I don't know how you keep going up from well, that.
0: There was probably no greater uh, fall than Dice Clay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Dice Clay's a New York guy, but he wasn't that filthy, you know, and that went down, he went up. It was a meteoric rise and a pretty meteoric fall. Yeah. But you've had, you know, Minnie Pearl, I don't know if you have that reference, Randall Opry. Absolutely. She was like Columbia educated or Cornell or somewhere. She was like an Ivy leaguer playing that role. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, you know.
1: But yeah, but to the point of that stereotype, I do always hate to uh, exacerbate that stereotype of, you know, Southern people being dumb, but they're we see it every day. Like we do see the guy talks like this and man, there's lizard people and they're coming to take our job. You know, it, there is a lot of crazy that we hear in that accent because we're around that accent.
0: So can I take 30 more seconds of, and, and and give you my analysis as a guy who lived 28 years of his life in New Jersey, grew up there, born and raised and have now lived what? 33, I guess I'm 61 in Kentucky. So you're exactly right. The, the Southern accent has nothing to do with intellect, even though it's a terrible stereotype. But I guess maybe it is legacy of the Civil War, perhaps, to the victor go the spoils. I really don't know Probably where fair. that comes from. Probably fair. Yeah. So there's no correlation, lots and lots of intelligent people in Kentucky, lots of them with thick accents that I would, uh, one of the great uh, examples I use is Brandon Simpson, who's our mechanic. I mean, literally the best mechanic I've ever met, the old Jeff Foxworthy line, everybody hates a redneck till their car's broken down. (laughs) I mean, he's the professor. He could build a, a radio out of a coconut, Brandon. Just one of the smartest people I ever met when it comes to fixing stuff and so forth. So to me, it has nothing to do with the intelligent people. I came to this conclusion maybe just a few years ago after living here a long time, and maybe this isn't right, maybe it's harsh, maybe someone could argue with me, and certainly that's fair. To me, Tristan, it's it's about the people at the bottom, which is to say that a society, a climate like the Jersey, New York area kind of drags you along, even if you're unwilling, it sort of brings you along. Where here, if you just want to be a dumbass, the society, not that the society encourages it, but it doesn't really question it. it. sort of says, ah, just leave them be. Now, maybe there's a certain beauty in that as well. But so to me, it's not about the people at the top of the IQ quotient. It's sort of about the people at the bottom, if that makes some sense.
1: No, I think, definitely. And, and I think, too. And uh, I think
0: you could say the same about California, right. about Massachusetts, Maryland, you know.
1: Well, and when you look at states where people are educated – People tend to be smart. When you look at a lot of these Southern states, the public education's not that great. There's not a lot of folks going on to get additional degrees. You know, there is a correlation between how smart you are, and how much school you attended, and you know how much learning at now quality that sounds institutions. Elitist.
0: You know, my sister would be saying, "Oh, you elite asshole!" Right? Okay. So, as then my brother would say, "All right, fine. Call me an elitist then." You know, but yeah, so that sounds a little elitist. And, you you know take somebody like Aaron, who to me, uh, which we should mention our wonderful sponsor from Bria Pawn, who if my brother heard Aaron, he would prejudge based on Aaron's accent. Aaron's a fucking brilliant cat. He's now he's sure. getting into crypto. He holds himself. And I don't say that because he's our sponsor. I say it because I feel that way. Agreed. Aaron's a very bright individual, so yeah, we're not picking on anybody with a Southern accent per se. But it's just you know. But again, it's a it's a big it's a big conversation because Aaron could turn around and say, "What you think my accent's funny? What about that asshole from Queens, Joey Buttafucco, <laughs> who sounds dumber than anybody?" Yeah, no, it's so, a great point. I, I, and I don't know. Maybe stereotypes are just an awful thing. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, the problem with stereotypes is there's some truth. That's mm-hmm. how they become stereotypes. They're not all true, but in certain situations. But, you know, some of the smartest people I know aren't even college educated and oh, do right. have a thick, thick accent. I mean, you know, you can be the dumbest person, I, you know, that I've met and still have a degree. I mean, I think, that's you true. know, there are extremes on both sides. But, uh, but yeah, I think there is a correlation between education and yeah there There is i mean there just is i mean Uh, there is and and i think the argument now to that to sort of counter that maybe on the right is more well it's more of an indoctrination and that's a new word right (laughs) which is it's amazing because if you thought 10 years ago that one side of the political Uh. aisle was going to come out against education (laughs) well and do it successfully
0: but tristan there's a lot of that with the republican party i think they have to answer for they're fucking anti-business now near as i can tell they don't like disney they don't like apple they don't like (laughs) google really you're republicans are the stalwart companies of America, the backbone, if you will. We don't like them. DeSantis doesn't like Disney. What has Disney done for the state that he's the governor of? Everything, right? I mean, and they don't like so they're just weird, man. It's not. It's not the Republican Party that both of my uncles were proud members of.
1: It really is. It really is a different party, and you really, it's a different mindset, I think, than. Yeah, the fiscally physically conservative folks of a few years ago, the Christian conservatives, the moral right. Now it's sort of, I don't know. Burn it down? Well, I mean, I think at the last Republican National Convention, they didn't have a platform, yeah. which was unprecedented. So it's sort of whatever Trump thinks. Very we'll scary. go with that. Yeah. It, is
0: it is a little frightening because I, I don't think anybody, it's sort of a train without an engineer, and nobody knows where that track ends or where it's heading. It's just careening down.
1: We're living history, I, no question about that. It's yeah. just
0: to see where it turns up is right. going to be, I guess, the big question. Living history, and I think with that said, we were going to move into uh, such a terrible topic, but because it's in the news, sponsors first, abortion sponsors first, and then I think we're going to talk a little. Of- a little abortion.
1: <laughs> we, a light
0: subject. If we
1: have time. Yeah, this, this will be the one to get <laughs> yeah, the show have, canceled, I think. This hour. is the one that Troy will kick us out of the studio uh, for, because this is a tough one. But yeah, <laughs> what segues from abortion better than our wonderful sponsors? <laughs> We'd like to thank Bad Wolf Gaming, eight five nine six four six six zero six one at 711 Chestnut Street. Go see our friends Dan and Naysa. Um If you like Dungeons & Dragons, if you like board games, Yu-Gi-Oh!,
0: if you want to see a really cool store, and it, exactly, yeah, yeah. you also, want to see a really cool store
1: in a nice space, like yeah, just a yeah, nice, nice space. space, yeah, it
0: really is, yeah,
1: and yeah. it's real convenience in the old. Uh, for those folks listening close and the old Berea citizen, right, and uh, for those listening far away, uh, you don't care anyway because no. you're far away. But, but it's if in you've Berea. never
0: been to Berea, really, no, no joke, beautiful little town. I love Berea. Yeah, it really is a nice town.
1: And uh, talk about our buddy Aaron, which we, you know, what we sort of seem to talk about him every show, even before he was a sponsor. like He just comes up. But uh, we definitely would like to thank our friends at Berea Pond. Uh It's a pawn shop, but it's also a lot more than a pawn shop, as we've discussed. It's now they've moved into a lot of furniture. So you can go and in there. And apparently
0: a small crypto farm. And
1: a small crypto farm, <laughs> for crying Troy out loud. Right. Our producer Troy visited. Yeah, our producer Troy. I
0: said, Troy, is it loud and hot? And Troy said, it's loud and hot. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. So if nothing else, swing in for the crypto advice and, and just chat with Aaron. Yeah. It's, and it's the store cool is not loud
0: and hot. Don't get me wrong. It's, Correct. The, it's the spot that Aaron has cordoned off for his crypto back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Away, well, from, gonna, away from business.
1: You'll be nice and cool yes, in the actual, right, you're right, right, in the right. shopping center part. But yeah, you can go in there and get a couch. I mean, a freaking kayak, do your normal <laughs> guns and ammo, normal pawn trade. I mean, you got some electronics. Nobody listening to this show probably is going to go do pawn, but nonetheless... You, know, you can go in there and buy stuff from sure. people that have ponds. Right. So, so go check out our friends at com if you're not close. And 107 Clay Drive, just really good folks, and they'll really take care of you right here in Berea. Absolutely. And so, yeah, man, the abortion show. I feel like we've tiptoed around this one, Ray, since we started this show, because I think it's one of those issues that we like to talk about, but it's just so damn tough.
0: But now it's, you know, now we don't have much choice, do we?
1: No, I think being in the news and as strongly as it is, and it looks like, of course, for a little history, everybody probably by the time this drops in a week or week and a half, it looks like the Supreme Court is going to overturn Roe versus Wade, which was the landmark 1973 decision that made abortion nationally legal.
0: A constitutional right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it looks like that's going to go away, which means what? That it will go back to states' rights. Right. So, you know, California will still have legal abortion. New Jersey. Kentucky, not so much. Not so So much. No, well,
0: it's Kentucky. I think there's 14 states with that quote-unquote trigger law, which as soon as Roe is overturned, that triggers in. Yeah. And some of them are real draconian like Michigan, which is not a Southern state has a law dating back to like 1830 where, I mean, a, a, a woman seeking an abortion and a doctor performing one can be charged with murder. I mean, some of it's pretty freaking draconian. Uh,
1: yeah, completely agreed. And, and one of the things I did, I make a secrets of the trade. I make out a little bit of notes here before the show. And I thought no. we could
0: put secrets uh, of the trade. I don't, <laughs> which Also, which is good for Tristan.
1: Well, I've got this deep fear of just sitting here and staring at you with nothing to say. So I can always look down and find another no, topic. that's good. So that's what I—that's what I do that for. Uh, yeah. But uh, so I've—I've I've, I've just marked off a little time that you and I can both give our thoughts on abortion. Sure. And I can go first, or you can go first. Oh no, please. So and you this did is the work. So this is just again. So you see where we're coming from. Now, I think I guess my opinion is yes, I'm for legal abortion. No, I'm not for all legal abortion abortion on demand. Sure, I mean, I I think my thoughts probably on abortion go back to Bill Clinton's "safe, legal, and rare."
0: That's uh, if you had, if I had started, that's what I would have said. I think Clinton had it about right, whatever right is. Very difficult, safe, legal, and rare. Right, about the best you can do, I think.
1: Yeah, and I think we all cringe at you know the this stereotype of this woman that just goes every three months and has one birth control, right? right? So nobody wants that. And I think, you know, if if you walked in today and said, you know, my dog was pregnant and we had to put the six puppies down, I would be like, oh man, that fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. So like, I think it's unfair to the right, to, you know, to Christian folks, to anybody that is against abortion to pretend like it's just a political issue and it's not a real world uh, issue of a, of a heart that could have been beating or is beating That's not going to beat anymore. Now, again, that doesn't mean that I don't think it should be legal because again, I think women have molester uncles, they have molester dads. There are women that know they cannot afford to raise a kid. And until as a country, we say, look, we're going to help people really that are poor and really help these mothers that want to have kids. And we're going to create an adoption system that's much better than what we have. And we're going to have a foster care system where these kids aren't getting abused for 18 years. When we do better, then I might say, I might go farther right on that to say, look, we've got the best adoption care in America. You know, people in these foster homes are awesome. Like we take care of mothers that have to raise kids. Like we take great care of them. Then I might say, look, I might again, go farther to the right. But I think until then it just, it it can't be illegal. Like it, I would struggle to tell a 13-year-old who was molested by her father, sorry, you've got to raise this
0: kid. Are you familiar at all with Cider House Rules written by the great John Irving, who who my brother who's taught high school English for over 30 years says 100 years from now people may look at Irving the way we look at Mark Twain now, but Irving wrote Cider House Rules and it's a book ostensibly, you know, that deals with abortion. So Wilbur Larch is the doctor, Dr. Larch, and it's set in New England, probably New Hampshire. In the 1930s. And Wilbur Larch is an abortionist who runs an orphanage. Oh, wow. Right. What a great character. So he makes no moral judgment. So if you're a pregnant woman and you come to him and you want an abortion, he'll perform it. If you say, I don't want to do that, doctor, he will uh, provide care while while you bring the baby to term and they'll adopt it in the orphanage pretty cool character, right? That is, yeah. An abortion doctor who runs an orphanage. So no moral judgment set there by him or anyone else around him. So that's kind of what you're saying. Right. You know? Yeah.
1: And that's the thing, you know, and you may have sent it to me. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I saw this thing online that was just talking about how it's easy to be pro-fetus because there's no, you don't have to tie any money to being pro-fetus. Right. But when you start being pro, you know, Infant, oh well then we've got to pay for pre not infant, but toddler. Sure. Then we've got to start looking. It's almost time for preschool we have to pay for a public right. school that we need to fund. And so it's very easy to be pro pro, uh, pro formula fetus. that's
0: all been sent to Mexico.
1: Right. So <laughs> again, I, I just think it, it has to be, if you're pro-life, you have to genuinely be pro-human life. Yeah. It can't just be pro-fetus.
0: Well, and you could even, this is another jump uh, away, actually, from abortion, but I've often thought this, Tristan, Um the Catholic Church actually gets it right. They are very much opposed to abortion. However... They're also opposed to the death penalty. You're not, you know, I know people who are fervently against abortion, yet they're in favor of the death penalty. To me, that's a huge contradiction. You can't be both because once you're, uh, because you can't say, well, one is innocent life and the other is not. Well, you're not God. You don't get to make, we're all humans. You don't make to. You don't get to make that judgment. Now, look, for me, I think abortion should be there for women. And I also think in certain instances, the death penalty is OK because some crimes are so egregious that you just got to turn in your humanity card and try it on the other side. I don't want to see a, a drug dealer uh, getting off. But, you know. Jeffrey Dahmer? Nah, you know, it's, <laughs> right. you know, there's not much salvageable there. So I, I kind of get both of those, but I think for people who are fervently against abortion and pro death penalty, that is a huge contradiction.
1: No, I, th- I think that's such a good point. And I think that's sort of the heart of our show. It's extreme common sense. We're trying to find right. that middle ground. And, and I'm, you know, I hate when we have discussions where I'm, you know, I'm just lockstep with what you're saying, but it's true. Like If you've, to me, if you walked in and shot up a preschool, fuck you. Yeah. Like, let's just cut all your limbs off. Let's take it back to 1600. I'm fine with that. Just like, again, if there's a 13 year old girl that was raped, she should not have to live with that if it's her choice not to. I also get this Christian mindset of, listen, God implanted this seed and we want you to raise it. Look, I get what you're saying, but that's not your decision to make.
0: Well, yeah, and I want to make that point too. I do. I sit no judgment on, and I and I don't think this is a lot of my liberal brethren, and I don't want to speak for them, but I, I think it's a fair of, I don't think it would be unfair for me to say that I don't think a lot of lefties, and especially far lefties, consider that this anti-abortion stance comes from a feeling of since you know from a sincere place like i don't sit judgment on someone who is anti-abortion i go into that debate saying okay they really believe this is a life and they want it protected and i get that however jaeger our, our good friend says that he is actually and i don't necessarily think it's from his catholic upbringing it may be it's just that matt's conclusion is that he would never advocate for abortion he wouldn't have had his wife if she were in it he would do his best to talk her out of it his daughter but that's his personal belief and he wouldn't put that on anybody else
1: absolutely fair and i would say probably you and i sitting at this table would say the same thing i couldn't imagine ever saying
0: something similar right?
1: right i would never you know in my life i've been blessed to have to be around women who you know probably at least could afford to raise a kid and not be abused, and you know. So, given those circumstances, and you were raised poor,
0: so I hell. was raised poor and
1: still happy. <laughs> Look at and that, with, with almost no abuse. So, with almost, almost with no, no abuse. No, there was that. was I mean, there? Was that one was uncle? Two uncles, but
0: other. You than know, there's that, that new C- year. That new CBS show. Did you see it in the fall? It's a, it's a, a <laughs> Kentucky story. No. It's called "Touched by an Uncle." Oh no!
1: <laughs> Sad and funny at the same time.
0: Uh, You know what? Damn Jersey guy. Shut the hell up.
1: (laughs) It occurs to me now too. And this is great. Uh, lots of people are going to tune in to listen to two middle-aged white guys talking about abortion. I I think we're on the cusp. I think if you want anybody's opinion in the world, women, nah, tune in to two old white guys talking uh,
0: about my late brother-in-law, Vince, who I bring up a lot because he was the best friend I'll ever have. And you can't make, you know, you can't make old friends. Um, Uh, he used to say, and and Vince would have been right at home in this forum because we had political discussion after political discussion. In fact, two days before he died, we were on the phone for an hour uh, talking politics, and that was 2014, the Obama years. But he used to say men shouldn't even have a voice in this. It's a woman's issue. Don't even ask men. I've often thought that. Like, you know,
1: I don't know how you organize that around our political society, but yeah, you have a council of women that make women's decisions. I think, I think that would that would ease be a fine. little intention. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Now you, I'm sorry, but at a minimum make men more responsible. You just drop your seed and then it's all the responsibility of the woman. Look, asshole, you're going to have to be vested here. You don't just get to drop your seed and run. Well, I think they do
1: a good job of that now, right? Like the mother certainly gets child support well, I if, hope if so. he's not a total deadbeat. I hope so. I, yeah. I feel well and that leads to a question I've got on the on the on the thing here and then this is going to be politically unpopular but should men have more of a say if a woman is pregnant and doesn't want the kid or is that just See, you just lose your you know
0: because here's the thing. If you So so if she wants to <laughs> abort and he says that's Man, I'd th- like to raise child, this kid. Yeah. That's I don't I'd have there been cases brought? Is there precedent? I don't know.
1: That's a great question. I don't know. actually I had that happen to a friend of mine uh in after high school and you know, he's a bit of a kind of a weird guy and you know but it is it stuck with me all this time he impregnated time a, a girl he impregnated wanted. a girl consensually and just he really wanted the kid and she just had no you know no thanks and and I thought man that's
0: that's interesting because
1: man. had she wanted to keep a it whole
0: another question
1: well he would have been on the line for 18 years of child support and yeah. you know and he would have been a father whether he wanted it or not so i just think is there any small amount that men should get to say, look, I want to raise this. I'm going to sign something that you don't have to be a part of parenting, but I really want to raise this child. Yeah. Maybe.
0: Or is that just yeah, my I mean, body, my
1: choice, women, shut the uh, fuck up, white guys.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's great.
1: Yeah. I don't have a strong opinion. I'm just curious. Of, you throwing know, Throwing
0: it out there. Just
1: throwing it out there. But, um, uh, so any other, uh, thoughts that you personally have on abortion that sort of
0: yeah. Other than, well, okay. So a couple of things, I think I'm sort of in line with Jaeger, but it is, you know, not my decision to make, although you make a fair point about a guy who does want, you know, a child, if he, I hate to use that term. It sounds like something uh, somebody from the thirties would say, if he supplied the seed. <laughs> um, but my only other thought Tristan is that whole, if you're Republicans, if you're conservative, be careful what you wish for thing. And we don't know yet. You know, what exactly or how it's going to, you know, we see those protests in front of Supreme Court justices' houses, which isn't really too cool, but it is in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Peaceful protest is written, is constitutionally protected. Right. So if you don't, if you set fire to Brett Kavanaugh's house or overturn his car, then you've overstepped the bounds. If you're out front peacefully protesting, that is a constitutional right in our democracy at least for now at for least now, for now as of today but i do wonder if it's one of those be careful what you wish for because boy there is certainly some passion and sentiment on the left and far left and and i think amongst young people now raymond my son who's 27 is you know a social media um uh, I don't want to say purveyor. He's a purveyor of social media. He does them all, you know, Snapchat and Twitter and Facebook and yada, yada, yada. And he says there is a lot as you are, and maybe you have some opinion on this. He says, there's a lot of comment now amongst people more his age saying, this is unbelievable. I can't believe this. So maybe it does fire up at a minimum, some young people, some young females, um, you don't know? You haven't seen much?
1: Well, no, I've seen a lot on, on social media as well. So, And I attribute some of that to, you know, I probably have a lot of friends also that would be on the left. So it would make it would be par for the course to see my friends oh, on well, Facebook okay. saying. But that said, man, if you're an 18, 19-year-old uh, young woman and- You know, this is your first foray into American democracy and politics. Or politics, Politics, yeah. I can't imagine that you wouldn't be like, man, this is a lot. And again, I'd say there's a lot of girls. I say girls, but young women, girls, you know, to not be politically correct. But that might... Chicks. Also, dames. (laughs) You know how dames get... broads (laughs) broads <laughs> so there might be a lot of broads that say you know i disagree with nine month abortion and you know you sort of see some of these headlines that pop up every now and again like california wants to legalize abortion it can you know at from the time the baby no i think all commonsensical humans agree there is a time that, that we should say look you had plenty of time now you've got to you know you've got to have this child you well, can't just kill it you know
0: apparently i'm sorry
1: but but yeah just to, real quickly but so there might be a lot of young women that say look to to be in a state that this is completely illegal at all points. I don't want to be in that
0: state or yeah.
1: yeah, or definitely I'm going to be very politically active.
0: Uh, yeah, now. I, th- I think that's probably true at a minimum and at a maximum, it just lights a full fledged storm on the left, which I have said to Lucas for some time. And I, I, I don't want to hedge or not hedge. I don't want to make that wager because it's possible that, you know, who knows it's just, it's as you said, we're living history. It's going to be fun to watch. Um, but, it, it is it is a really interesting time because, to me, maybe I'm naive, but the Supreme Court is there to ingrain rights. It's not there to take rights away. And I think this is the first—I mean, there's been some terrible Supreme Court decisions, Plessy versus Ferguson, where— Is that you? Who is it? Where, um, you know— Blacks are three fifths of a human. I mean, just a terrible, probably the worst Supreme Court decision in in the history of the of the Supreme Court. But the Supreme Court's there to engender rights, to, to 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 codify rights, not to take rights away. And to take a right away, man, that's a big fucking step.
1: And that's a fascinating point. And I've not heard anybody else make that point. But damn, that's that's a great point. And and I can't looking back think of anything. Yeah, you know, every time they take something away, like say. Um, Prohibition. It becomes like a just a, a shithole move throughout history. Yeah, so, so,
0: okay, so there you go. They took, I don't know if drinking is a right. There's a lot of <laughs> Americans that certainly I make will, it is. I will
1: say it's but, right. Yeah. I
0: will go on record. But prohibition, right, didn't work out so well.
1: No, I, yeah. and I think almost any time probably throughout history that you take someone's right to do something, you know, it ends up being frowned upon 40, 50, 60 years later.
0: Now the leak, got to talk about the leak. What's your thought? You know, because Bill Kristol, who's a a former, well, I'm sure he's still conservative, but a former Republican, brilliant man. He wrote a a, a pretty big piece the other day saying that he thought it was an Alito Thomas leak from that camp, you know, the two most conservatives because- they wanted to make sure the other conservatives were in line and they didn't want to have them waiver at all because it appears as though Justice Roberts, who probably has a little bit of egg on his face, who's a pretty reasonable man, right. he's the man who saved Obamacare and the conservatives were pissed at him because yeah. he was the deciding vote to not overturn it. I think he was trying to lobby Kavanaugh or Amy Coney Barrett to, to say, look, I know you're opposed to abortion, but we can't just throw the baby out with the bathwater. No pun intended. Um, Right. So let's do 15 weeks. You like you said, late term abortion, unless the mother is going to die. I mean, I think at most reasonable people, except far lefties would say after 15 weeks, you know, cause six weeks, you don't even know you're pregnant, but by 15 weeks, you know, uh, the, the, I don't believe there's ever been a fetus extracted at 15 weeks that lived. I think you have to be up around 21, 22 weeks for viability. And that takes still enormous amount of work sure. in those wonderful hospitals where you see these tiny little infants with all kinds of tubes and it's horrific. But I think Roberts was lobbying them to say, look, we can't just overturn this, A, because of the shitstorm, B, because we don't want to look like a politicized Supreme Court. So come with me on this. We won't overturn it, but this will be a quote-unquote middle ground, 15 weeks, and we'll make that the law. And Roberts and Barrett might have come with him, so perhaps the right powers that be leaked this, so that they now, Kavanaugh and Barrett, it took away some of their, Roberts' ability to negotiate with them.
1: That's fascinating. Well, it
0: is fascinating, or yeah. it's a lefty who wanted to stir the pot, you know. Because so.
1: yeah, could, it really could have been either way. I thought the same. Now, I haven't heard that stated or read an article that said it, but I thought the same right. thing. Yeah, very. It could have just as easily been someone on the right trying to put pressure
0: on, on the their, other on the yeah, other conservative so, justices. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So who knows? Right. I mean that that is going to be interesting, and I wonder if we'll ever find out who leaked that.
0: Well, they say there's only like thirty six clerks you know, each, each of the nine has whatever that math is for. So if you put all 36 people in a room, you would think, so somebody doesn't, It's and I'm not, I don't want to go conspiratorial, but I guess because of the potential egg on faces for people, they're laying low right now. You would think that John Roberts, if he wanted, could find out who that person was.
1: I would think there mm-hmm. has to be some kind of way to, to figure that out. Now, again, I, I, I don't know if I think it's the world's biggest deal that it was leaked. I mean, Jesus, well,
0: all the for Fox leaked. News it is, well, but that course. gives them the opportunity not to concentrate on overturning a constitutionally guaranteed right. right. It's, oh my God. Now, if it were to come out that it was out of the Thomas camp, that would be ironic. That's because true. Because what the fuck did Sean Hannity <laughs> say that night? Oh, yeah. Or They'd that just, asshole Tucker Carlson. Does he
1: just go off air for that <laughs> night?
0: <laughs> I mean, oh, it, no, they'll make up some bullshit. I, uh, I remember tuning into Limbaugh. I, I I sat and made sure I heard him the day after bin Laden was killed because how are they gonna spin this fucking uh, Barack Obama got the world's biggest terrorist and he did some bullshit you know he came oh blah, blah, blah. yeah oh, I
1: think they Jesus made it all about I Christ. think that's what made SEAL team 6 they made it all about okay. SEAL team 6 okay. only right yeah, well, there you well, go. nobody else that any yeah. you know <laughs> but it's uh, funny though too because and you talk about this in 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 media and it's certainly there and certainly on both sides to a degree but it is funny that you've got Hillary's emails which everybody in the world knows God damn! Hillary had her emails on a server that could have potentially been hacked. Not that they were hacked. Could have potentially been hacked. Right. And we got Trump flushing top secret <laughs> documents down a fucking toilet and <laughs> nobody on the right seems to care. <laughs> it is funny how it is just so dependent upon if
0: it's your letter. Sure. If it's your
1: guy with your letter, yeah, ah, it's no big deal. And if it's not, then it's and the it, end of the world. And
0: that has magnified. You know, when oh, Nixon resigned, they say that Barry Goldwater, who was the really the father of modern day conservatism ran against Johnson in 64 and was trounced. I mean, that's the most, I don't know if it was the most one-sided election in American history, but if it wasn't, it was really close. I mean, it was like 63 to 37. Can you imagine? No. Johnson LBJ got 63% of the vote and Goldwater got 37 and 36. Maybe there was some independent. I mean, you couldn't imagine that today, right? No, but Goldwater went to Nixon (laughs) A fellow Republican and said, man, look, the jig is up. You have to do this. There is none of that. None of that. No really on either well, I, side.
1: I think it's behind closed doors now. And I think you'll catch these little clips of um who you'll know right off the top of your head, but the Republican that was saying after January sixth, I'm gonna tell Trump he's gotta resign and and well, then there was McCarthy, McCarthy. There was, yeah. And then immediately three weeks later, once they saw yeah. they could politic just, around yeah. it, that oh, I never said that. Now, well, we've got you on tape saying No, M
0: S N B C is having fun showing those clips. You know well, right. just like they're having fun showing the clips of of Kavanaugh and Coney Barrett and and even uh, uh Alito at their hearings being asked about right. oh well no this is uh established what's established. Oh, precedent, you know, we're not yeah. well no, you just cause that Susan Collins who I thought a little disappointed that Republicans stood in lockstep and all fifty of them voted against that. Thing that Schumer did the other day, uh, but that was just to get all everybody on board, right? So that in the election you can say, "Look, they want to overturn rights." Now this is off the topic, but I'm going to throw a name out, and if you don't know him, I think you're going to find out about him. You know the name John Fetterman? Uh, not off. The okay, top of so he's the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania running for Senate. Okay, because there's an open Senate seat there, which fucking Doctor Oz looks like he's going <laughs> to be the Republican. Well, that primary yeah. I think is Tuesday. Uh, Only it, fucking, and just to interrupt same. you
1: quickly. Only in America, or is it fucking Dr. Oz versus some guy yeah, now? Puts like thanks Dr. Trump Oz. for making it like every TV. He is, he is God a putz, damn it. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I
0: was never a big fan. I always thought that guy was full of shit.
1: Wasn't he always pitching like wacky yeah, like, herbal so. products? I, I, that...
0: I, I thought so. I don't know. Yeah. But this John Fetterman is an interesting guy. Go ahead and Google him. If you're listening, Google this guy. So it, it appears as though he is going to be the Democratic nominee and possibly could win that election, become the, the U.S. Senator from Pennsylvania. As a democrat and he's got um he's got a real working man blue collar appeal he's married to a brazilian woman who a native brazilian woman so he's got that immigration thing you, you know that that's a, a that's just an interesting facet of his life. He's about six seven. Played college football. Got a full beard. He campaigns in sweats, sweat, uh, 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 you know, a hoodie and sweatpants. Nice. Yeah, he's kind of an everyman, and he's got that thing that Democrats once had—the appeal to. Union people and working people, and that's if Democrats are ever going to reach back into this part of the country. It's our only option. The exactly right. That's it. Now, Tim Ryan in Ohio is sort of similar, but they're you know uh, that. Fucking J.D. Vance, I read his book, Hillbilly Elegy. Are yeah. you familiar? Familiar, familiar with haven't it? read it. Yeah. yeah. Well, growing What'd up the think? way you did. Yeah. You know, I actually thought it was pretty well written, but there's a guy who was an anti-Trumper. Yeah, there's another one exactly. that they can show video of. Yeah. Donald Trump is a piece of crap. His, his, his uh, morals are terrible and what he represents. Now he loves him. Right. So, you know, that shouldn't be that hard to run against, but the MAGA people just don't care. Yeah. They just don't care.
1: It is so different from, I think, again, in 10, 12 years ago, it just becomes so exponentially worse to nothing matters but the letter. Nothing yeah. matters but the DR. Yeah. No, and it, right. it, it, it's frustrating because I do feel like you and I sitting here, uh, you know, wheeling left, but we're center left. There is a point in every single category that we could vote for that our, the left could do something that would make us vote right. And I don't know if that exists much. And I feel maybe it's because we're in Kentucky and there's so many folks on the right. I don't know if anybody feels that way. Right. Because, again, they throw up the issue we're talking about today and just say, well, yeah, he's having sex with uh, 14-year-old babysitters, but abortion. So (laughs) nothing matters. And it just makes you pull your hair out. Like, other things have to matter.
0: Yeah. But. No, the the tribalism. Exactly. The tribalism tribalism has gotten so bad. And look, Trisden. Democrats are not without fault on that. You know, my dad was sure. a Democrat because they represented working people well. Somewhere in the past 40 years, we, they, did lose some of that. This is what Tim Ryan Agreed. is is, is reintroducing in Ohio, Fetterman in Pennsylvania. They're saying that, that the great line Tim Ryan had is, Democrats got off track when we forgot that we were the party of people who shower after work. Because there is a lot of identity politics and that elitism charge yeah. in sort of Washington and New York and California. And somehow they didn't go in. And, 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 of course, Hillary had the deplorables comment, which was awful. And somehow Democrats did get waylaid in their quest to represent people that go to work every day. And I should right. state right here, I love people that go to work. I am, I often say this, so I've i have managed for 20 years, but I've only managed because I have a couple of skills, talking, I'm okay at, I don't know <laughs> if you ever noticed. I can relate. Um, and, and so they put me into a position of management, but I am a blue-collar guy. That's all I am. I, I'm i a blue-collar guy. Now, Lucas, who I work with, Lucas is more of a natural-born manager. He's a delegator. You know, I had an owner one time ask me, this is a true story, so I only tell it for that reason. Um, I was helping the kids out with bingo and she, she was at the bingo and she, she's just a person who likes to gamble. So she came to bingo and she didn't call me out that night. That was, that was a Friday night. But that next week at the owner's meeting called me aside and said, why were you working bingo? And I was like, I'm helping out. You know, she's like, no, no. And it was a good lesson for me. I don't want you working. I want you supervising the people who need to be working. Oh, I get that. That's a manager. Okay. That's pretty good. But I'm a fucking working guy. That's all I am. I like people who are, well, I don't don't have a lot of use for people who don't want to go to work. And see, me and Aaron would totally agree on that. If you're willing to go to work, I don't think you should be falling behind. If you're getting up and putting your boots on and going to work, you're responsible, you're showing up on time, you're doing your job, you shouldn't constantly fall behind. That's the people we do need to represent. I completely agree. Schumer, Pelosi, even Joe, they, they probably talk a good game about them, but I'm not sure how much they fucking, what does Nancy Pelosi know about working people anymore? She's 115 (laughs) for Christ's sakes, some new blood, Tim Ryan, John Fetterman, you know, people like that. Sure. Because Democrats did have that. That was their stock and trade for years.
1: And I wonder if and you can answer this better than I can can ask the question even. But did Democrats get away from that or in this world of 24 hour news and Twitter and social media, is it just it's so much easier to focus on a Democrat's stance on a trans bathroom, for example, than it would be to show a speech where 40 minutes were about unions and working people. Identity politics,
0: 100%. And the right does a good job of that. They do a great job. And so now you come to middle America, that's the whole problem. So people here think, oh, those fucking people, they're, they're ruining the life that I know. They're trying to introduce all these things that I would rather they not, you know, I don't have anything against a transgender person. I just don't want to have it in my face all the time. Can you just sure. leave me on my farm and let me work? And there is some merit in that. Sure. You know, you can't blame that person for that. You can't.
1: Well, and and again, it's just if you are a Republican and you watch say you, and we're all in bubbles now. That's not a right thing True. only. But if True. you are on the right and you're watching only Fox News, you would think the Democrat party is literally all about pronouns and transgender bathrooms. Absolutely. Terms. And you it's just not entering that bubble that look Democrats do tend to side with the working class right. folks on almost every issue, right? But we do just also enough dumb stuff. Not, not that you not know, that it's not dumb, that identity it's e- politics it, 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 is dumb. It, it,
0: it, no, but it's easy to be characterized, right, it's and manipulate. For, and manipulate, sure. yes, yeah. yes, and and so uh, back where, <laughs> and then this hour went quickly, and we spent twenty minutes on abortion, which is probably <laughs> At enough because yeah. it is dicey, it's scary. But yeah. that's again back to our show, Triz, and just trying to. There's a lot of wonderful people on the right. There's also a lot of wonderful people on the left. And and, uh, I hate to pick on my brother, but my brother needs to, and he can defend himself when we finally get him on the show. He needs to understand there's a lot of wonderful people on the right, that they're not all MAGA crazy idiots. I mean, our buddy Phillips said he wished Trump would go away. When we had our when he was on our show,
1: even even Aaron is even, who degree. I think would right. vote for Trump again, but would prefer it be someone else.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there is that, but at the same time, people on the right need to understand that the left is not just about cramming identity politics down their throat. They they respect, I respect working people. I'd like to see working people do better to whatever degree I'm associated with the Democratic Party. That's what the Democratic Party needs. That That's what they were founded on. That was their base.
1: And I guess the question becomes, how do you amplify and megaphone your stance on working class folks to a degree that drowns out all the identity politics right. that the right does such a great job of telling Joe that works at Walmart that that's what we're all about that's and exactly that's why it, you, you have to vote right
0: that's exactly it
1: yeah and that's and the, we've got to do better as democrats in getting that word out that as opposed puzzle, to the man. right yeah and here's a question for you i came up with this last night and i was just thinking the supreme court overturns roe versus wade And you had already mentioned these trigger laws that will immediately come into effect. And some, which you, as you mentioned, are pretty draconian. Doctors go to prison. You know, you can tell on a doctor and get a reward. Yeah,
0: that's that Texas thing. That's God awful vigilante law.
1: So can Republicans win the abortion political game by doing this? So the Supreme Court does it. The Republicans completely distance themselves from that decision. Well, you know, they're kind of independent. They're going to make mm-hmm. their their, you know, third branch of government. They're not us. And then they in some of these states like Kentucky, like Texas, they walk back the rape, they walk back the uh
0: incest. incest
1: some of these things that are wildly, you know, unpopular to make illegal for people to sort of get help for that. Right. And then they win. They win this. They're, you know, Our Kentucky's Republican House says, okay, well, we'll, and then people, oh, shit. Well, they're backing up off some of this stuff, man.
0: You know what my answer would be, Tristan? What's that? Mitch McConnell. I mean, this is a man who stood with his middle finger up when Obama had a year to fill a seat after Scalia died and didn't allow that vote and then forced that vote in eight days prior to the election and didn't lose a night's sleep over it. Didn't lose a fucking night's sleep over it, Probably
1: slept better.
0: Oh, I mean, and how is he not being asked more questions? I mean, this is Mitch McConnell, Supreme Court, Trump schmump. This is Mitch who allowed this to happen. The Senate majority leader at the time. And he just, yeah, he didn't miss a wink of sleep. So, yeah, I think there's a way that they could absolutely get done what you just said.
1: Right. And, again, I think <laughs> 90% of people would agree that, you know, in certain cases, uh, you know, abortion should be legal. Even if that is only
0: incest. You say right? 90?
1: Yeah. I would say 90 uh, in, maybe in those circumstances. Anyway, 75, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So a, a vast majority of Americans at right. any rate. Yes.
1: And and Republicans make a good point, And I want to make sure I make this for our friends on the right, that the life of the mother is very, very rarely an issue in abortion. Very rarely. It is. And I saw the stats in Kentucky last year and it was like two or three women had abortions in the state of like, I don't remember the exact number, so I don't want to quote it, but it was several thousand. Only two or three times was the health of the mother actually an issue. Yep. So again, it's rare not that this is something that happens every day but it's still that we should still be conscious of this in our lawmaking
0: as is late term abortion the numbers right. are almost as insignificant not that right. not that it's i'm not i don't mean to say abortion at that stage is insignificant but very 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 tiny number of late term abortions now if you watch Tucker Carlson they happen every day right. three times a day no of no they don't tucker
1: well and again too the the nice thing if there's a silver lining to even discuss abortion is that i think well, not I think, but every single year, abortion rates fall and have they fallen since Roe yes. versus Wade. Yeah, absolutely late. right, yes. So we are, oh, we're automatically trending in the right direction yes. or in the direction where women don't have to make those types of decisions right. as much. Right, right. So, I mean- that, that's a good thing.
0: Yeah. I think that is a good thing. But again, yeah. it goes back to what we would Safe, agree on. Legal Safe, and legal and rare. And rare. Safe, exactly. Legal and rare. All right, brother. Well, we killed another hour.
1: Yeah. You want to, you want to talk, uh, talk about sponsors. I did the first time you want to give a little sponsor yeah. shout out. And then I do have a little comedy because you know what, Ray, fuck, nothing goes better after Thirty minutes about abortion, then hearing some dumb shit I came up with last night sitting on the couch.
0: So. No, I like it. Um, I'm talking. To, well, Aaron is just a great guy, Pond. He's our buddy, and uh, Daniel and NASA. Not, 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 I can't remember what you said. Not, not, not.
1: Um, now that I know the correct way, I can't even do
0: it wrong. Nisha, yeah, yeah, no, Nisa, I'm glad. Maybe? Yeah, something, but Nisa, N- yeah, Dan and Nasa. Uh, it's a bad wolf, bad wolf, as some people might say.
1: If you say it too fast, it comes out wolf. wolf. Bad it's, wolf. But it's
0: wolf. Wolf, right? bad wolf, yes. And I'll have a joke of the day, which is sponsored actually by Berea Pond, and then your uh, top 10 list is sponsored by... Um, by Bad Wolf, yes. The bad Wolf, indeed. Okay. And
1: and no, I didn't. I couldn't come up with the top 10 list last night, so I came up with a new segment. It's just a segment I came up with. Okay, cool. Maybe a new one. It's called Trisden's Advice.
0: I'm looking forward to that. So
1: just a, a segment called Trisden's Advice. As always, fake laughter. Appreciated, at no charge,
0: man. At, at
1: no charge, okay. indeed. All right, cool. All right, so here's a segment I came up with again, Trisden's Advice. Uh, Florida jail boss, Vicki White, who was less Oof. than a week from retirement, decided to run away with a convicted murderer, Casey White. Yes. Who was serving 70 plus years in prison, both related to Ray. <laughs> the,
0: I did think that.
1: The, the couple was on the run for about 11 days before their adventure ended when police were closing in and Vicky shot herself in the head. First of all, I have no doubt that I must be related to Vicky. Every time on Dateline, when somebody is marrying a serial killer, it's always one of my cousins. <laughs> Dear listeners. Please don't fall in love with people in prison for life, especially for murder, because best case scenario, if they're released, they're still prone to murder and you are most likely to be murdered by your spouse, making it an extra dumb idea to want to be with a previous murderer. Also, do you know what beats work? not working, and still making money. That's what retirement is. Instead of running away with a murderer, maybe try golf or buy a beach house. And worst case scenario, if you do run away with a murderer and you evade police for 11 days, when the police are closing in, don't kill yourself because you know what's worse than going to jail for a few months and then a couple years probation? Shooting yourself in the face. Don't shoot yourself in the face. Your murdering boyfriend will say, that was my job. <laughs> so my advice to any of our listeners a week away from retirement that might be considering running away with a violent inmate, maybe don't.
0: Boy, now, our friend Jamie may have this on true crime. Ah, that would be a I fun true crime I mean, good God, God, what show. a... What a f- effed up story that was huh God
1: damn yeah and again this was uh and, and tristan's elef- advice brought to you by bad wolf gaming
0: you know you got to give them a little bit of credit 11 days that is the pretty good country's looking for you where, yeah. where were they those nights man good question and this dude was like six nine three thirty how does he hide anywhere yeah, ever know, Nobody
1: <laughs> like f- lurch is coming into the hotel <laughs> oh, nothing suspicious there i mean george
0: Murison checking <laughs> in <laughs> jesus christ great advice I think so. She did take her life. Took her own life. Four days away from retirement, she splits with this dude. I Fuck. And how do these prison relationships work? I mean, I've seen some movies, but, you know. I see
1: see it all the time. Like, who is the... Jesus, the name slips my mind, but swastika face. Uh, Manson. Manson. He's marrying women in prison. What the (laughs) fuck is wrong with you? Listen. (laughs) Don't, why would you do it? Staking it just the makes me crazy. The bad boy
0: to a really nth degree. Oh my
1: God. But I, you know, I, I have known women that have written letters to guys in oh, prison yeah. and, you know, yeah. and I have examples of friends and people that co-workers, what type of weird bad boy fetish do you have that you're going to like have a relationship with a prisoner? Again,
0: a guy dealing drugs, but a guy God. in for murder. And I think it was attempted murder on his ex-wife. Ironically enough. Yes. And I then and he didn't kill her, but then threatened if I ever get out. Now how you figure she was shitting? If I ever get out, you'll be the first one I come and get. Yeah, I'm
1: sure she was. Yeah, couple stressful days there.
0: <sighs> now it does make for good books and movies,
1: and good apparently random bits on and podcasts. good random bits
0: on podcasts. Uh, well, thank you for that. Yeah, man. And so, can I tell a quick joke well, of the day? We would love for you to okay, tell a so quick joke so Hopefully, of the day. I don't butcher this. Um, I golfed for the first time the other day. Oh, nice. Yeah, finally got out. How'd you do? Spanked it around a little. Um, I got it out and spanked yeah, it around I a little too. Yeah, I spanked it around, but I actually played <laughs> golf.
1: <laughs> and you played golf too. So
0: same day. Small putter. Um <laughs> not um, 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 First nine was okay. It was Gibson Bay. It's such a long course. Uh, it's, you know, Raymond says golf should be 14 holes, and I think he's right. Oh, I think so too. Just exhausted by the last few holes. But, yeah. you know, a few good shots, a few bad shots. It's golf. So um, the woman, the joke of the day brought to you by Aaron, right? Barry Aaron and yeah Yep. Um, this woman is an avid golfer and she's out golfing. Maybe it's her first time of the season and she gets stung by a bee and she's really in discomfort, but it's, you know, it's, it's early in the round and she doesn't want to quit. So she goes on and she's playing and more and more uncomfortable, but finally finishes 18 holes and goes immediately to the instant care center. And the doctor looks at her and says, "Oh boy, this, you know, this is bad. He said, uh, where, where did you get stung? And she said, between the first and second hole. And he <laughs> said, wow, you must have an awful wide stance. <laughs> That's pretty good. Rim shot Max Weinberg. Uh, Max Weinberg. Nice. Oh, a little Springsteen yes. reference for you there. East Street or Max. Yeah, I've a got runner. a
1: good Springsteen story for you. Maybe I'll tell sometime. Oh, sometime? Yeah. yeah okay. Never, but, uh, well,
0: you, sh- you didn't do it on the... Uh, Celebrity show we did?
1: You you know, I'll just tell it. I think we're doing okay on time. So uh, real quick, we'll, we'll wrap up with a Max Weinberg story here. Okay. Max Weinberg, famously E Street Band, Bruce Springsteen's drummer. Right.
0: Right. I don't know, from the beginning. Yeah. Well, not from the beginning, but years and years. Okay. So Vinny Lopez was his original drummer. Nice. So anyway, that's for Terry Powers.
1: Terry's, we hope you're listening. We could use the numbers. Uh, also, Conan O'Brien's drummer on uh, yes. Conan O'Brien's yes, show. That's right. I was a huge Conan the, the, O'Brien the, the fan. Mighty,
0: the, the Max Weinberg Seven.
1: Max Weinberg Seven. Yeah, there you go. So uh, I went up a few times in college to watch the Conan O'Brien show. And you know, one of the times we ended up on the front row adjacent to Max and the band. Nice. And he was the nicest guy. Oh, Like great. he was so nice. Great. Like he interacted with us the whole time. Oh, that's cool. And like one time, like Were I was. Are you accosting l- him? No, no, not at all, but it, but I would, I like, I, you know, I've never been like a chant that get the crowd going type right. of guy, but I said something like, Oh, I was the best band in the business or <laughs> something. And Max was all excited about that. And like, That's he great. winked at me mid show. Like he was just cool. super, super nice. Yeah. yeah really nice guy. That's great. Yeah, so random Max Weinberg story of the yeah,
0: day. Yeah, that band did well. I mean, Max w- w- was with Conan. Uh, uh, of course, Steven was Silvio on... Uh, Sopranos. You know, Star of late night television. That was Max. And then uh, Sopranos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sopranos, which was great. Yeah. Oh, what? And he was a good character. You, he was a great character. Now yeah. you know. Wow, well, well, we are off the subject. Uh, uh, Van Zant came out, came up with that character on his own. All right, so he reads for the Tony Soprano part that Gandolfini gets, and both him and David Chase, the writer and producer of the show, realize eh, this isn't his thing. So, so Van Zant says, "Man, I got an idea," and he said this was not that far-fetched an idea because he played second fiddle to Springsteen his whole life, right? So to play second fiddle, so he scratched out this character. He said, can I take an overnight and come up with this concept? And he brought it back to David Chase and Chase was like, I love this. So Silvio um, was a character that Steve Van Zandt created. David Chase didn't even have that written in. Really? Yeah, and he became the, you know, conciliary, I guess, for Tony. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. (sighs) That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Great show. If you haven't seen The Sopranos. The Sopranos
0: was really one of the best. My brother never watched it because he didn't like the depiction. Of New Jersey. <laughs> nice of New like Jersey. a lot of
1: people hate the jd vance depiction of the rural south
0: i suppose so yeah no yeah. i and yeah, i never really answered that question i thought he did a pretty good job i mean he didn't really pick on it he talked about a lot of happenstance and how it came about and the hollowing out with drugs and all in hillbilly elegy yeah i'd um, like to see it because i would like to form like an a opinion. reasonable i actually haven't seen the movie i read the book but it seemed like a reasonable approach yeah but now he's not really reasonable yeah he's a full-on maga guy very interesting. Well, man, it was great. Thanks, Drew. Fun
1: show. Glad we got to cleanse the palate after the abortion talks.
0: So. Yes, yes, yeah, so, right. So, thanks, Dan. Thanks, NASA. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah, we really thanks, appreciate Troy. you guys and Robin, and, Aaron's wife. Uh, Robin, yes, so, yeah. and um, and uh, Nate. Thanks, Nate.
1: Oh, thanks, Nate. Thanks, Troy. I Troy, sent, sent Troy sent got Nate a t-shirt. A uh, Troy got we'll a get a t-shirt. We
0: get Troy some money too. But uh, hey, Nate, oh, did you pay Nate? Nate yeah, Nate's Nate sent an got email. A check, yes. All right, so good.
1: So, yeah. So, again, free T-shirts. Hit hit us up if you want a T-shirt. I'm taking a few, man. I'm handing them out.
0: Thank you so much. First gear.
1: So, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, Like us. Write a review. Whatever. You know, I don't even know what we're supposed to do here. But, yeah, do all the things online you're supposed to do to help us succeed. We would would appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Extreme Common Sense with Trisden and Ray. We hope you had fun and look forward to taking on another topic next week.